Say what? Super heart squeeze. If you're listening to this, that makes me super excited because that means you have tuned in to the Bible Diggers podcast. I'm your host, Emily Dunham, and we're going to be sharing tools to help you dig into God's word to experience our crazy, amazing God. My hope and prayer is that by the end of this podcast, you will have already run off to grab your Bible, notebook, and pen and try these tools yourself. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today on this Bible Diggers podcast. Last week, we looked at cross-referencing, and today I'm going to do a follow-up to that same tool. We're going to look at what it would... um, what you could glean when you pull all of those cross-references together. So with that in mind, grab your notebook, your Bible, and your pen, and we're going to pray, and we're going to get started. Thank you, Lord, so much for this beautiful, beautiful sunny day. Thank you for the technology that we have so that I can share what you have shown me and what I've learned along the way with my Bible-digging friends. I pray that today would be a day of rejoicing as we look to who you are in your word. Open our minds to understand, our hearts to respond, and may we be obedient to go and be and do as you have called us to. For you, you are great and glorious. In your holy name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Okay, so when I... Uh, originally said that this was going to be like a part two of the cross-reference tool. I think actually what I want to just call it is a follow-up. I just want to see if anything maybe made sense. And this is how I continued after our podcast last week and went and dug through these cross-reference verses and the treasures that I found um, in doing so. So we originally started by just cross-referencing Jonah Chapter 1, verses 1 one through 2, I think we could say. So the NASB reads, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Right? So that's Jonah chapter 1. And we had our first cross-reference verse, and it brought us to 2 Kings 14.25. Now, hopefully I won't butcher these names too much, but I'll just do my best. He restored the border of Israel from the entrance of Hamath, as far as the Sea of the Arabah, according to the word of the Lord, the God of Israel, which he spoke through his servant, Jonah, the son of Amittai, the prophet who was of Geth-Hefer. So what we learn there is something took place in regards to Israel's territory, right? And there's a rebuilding of it. There's a taking back of it, I should say. Uh, And that was foretold, it says. It was spoke through his servant Jonah, the son of Amittai. That is Jonah in the book of Jonah that we were talking about. So what's cool here is Jonah's not just noted in his own little book in the Old Testament. But in fact, he's placed in a portion of history um, during the kings of the kings 
of Israel and Judah. And in this portion of the scripture, we learned that the Lord was using Jonah to, um, to speak and foretell about the borders of Israel. So that's pretty cool. And I would say also significant, uh, being that you can think in your head, okay, Jonah is not just this guy with the the great fish in the belly of a whale. Like he was actually a spokesman for God. He was a mouthpiece for God, uh, AKA a prophet. He existed and he's recorded in the Kings um, Chronicles. So that's very cool uh, in the book of second Kings. Then um, if you continue to look at more of the verses that were in the cross reference system, I came across Matthew twelve thirty nine to 40. But I actually backed up when I was studying, um, and it just made sense to look at Matthew 12, uh, verses 38 to 40. I'd like to read the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, translation of that for you. It reads, Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation craves for a sign, and yet no sign will be given given to it but the sign of Jonah the prophet. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. You may or may not be familiar with that portion of scripture. But I love the tie-in. I love that from the book of Jonah, I can take note or see mention of him in 2 Kings. And I can fast forward into the New Testament in the book of Matthew, where Jesus actually mentions Jonah. And not only is he just mentioning Jonah, okay? I'm going to read it one more time. I want you to see what he's actually referring to um, it is just the coolest thing ever. Okay, so he says, Matthew twelve thirty eight to 40. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation craves for a sign. And yet no sign will be given to it but the sign of Jonah the prophet. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. (laughs) I just love this. Sorry, I don't mean it to sound like a sinister laugh. That is like so exciting to me. Jonah that we read of in his book, right? We notice now, and those who are very, very, very familiar with the scripture, you might be like, yeah, I already know that there's that connection. But for some of us, um, in this is the joy of the cross-referencing tool. We may have never made that connection before. And here we find that Jonah is actually uh, given also as a sign of the Messiah. Like um, it says, just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, right, of the sea monster in the New American Standard Bible, it says, So the son of man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And he's talking about, he's talking about his death, right? The crucifixion. And then he is buried 
in the heart of the earth. He is, he's buried. The son of man is buried. And he's like, this, this is what Jesus is saying to these scribes and Pharisees. This is the only sign that you are going to receive my death, burial, and ultimately resurrection. So, so, so exciting. So this simple verse of Jonah 1, 1, and 2, we get to tran- we get to look through, tra- traverse through, if you could say, the, the dot-to-dot journey, kind of, um, through cross-referencing. And we see Jonah as a person, right? And now we see that God, Jesus uses Jonah's situation that truly happened in the book of Jonah as an illustration as an understanding, as a foretelling of what is going to take place to the Son of Man, to Jesus while he walked here on earth. Ah, I just love this. I love this so much. Um, And then you can go on, right? There's more to cross-reference. And the beauty about the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is you'll have some similar tellings, right? There are four different angles, viewpoints of the life of Jesus, of his ministry here on earth. So you can look at um, the other renderings of this in Mark and in Luke and John. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I didn't end up finishing cross-reference. So I don't know if he states this in all four gospels, but you could totally go look. So if you have your notebook handy, you can, um, the cross-reference I have for Matthew 12, 38 to 40. I'm going to give you those in a minute. So I'm just giving you a chance if you haven't grabbed a pencil yet and you want to write these down. Um... In the meantime, this is why you write them down because the rabbit trail, right? So I'm no longer looking right now at the cross references from Jonah 1.1. My page has turned and I've become very uh, engrossed. It, this is what happened with my study in this portion of scripture, Matthew 12, 38 to 40. So I began to grab the cross references from this chunk of scripture. And so for verse 38, I had Matthew 16.1. Mark 8, 11 through 12, Luke eleven sixteen, John 2, 18, John 6, 30, and 1 Corinthians 1, 22. So that's all the um, cross-reference for verse 38 of Matthew 12. But what I ended up crossing, cross-referencing with was verse 40. And verse 40 is where it talks about the three days and three nights. So the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And just con- comparing those. And so it brought me back to Jonah one seventeen, right? The cross-reference for verse 40 is Jonah one seventeen, Matthew 8.20, and Matthew 16.21. Jonah one seventeen in the New American Standard Bible reads, And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Jonah's Old Testament rendering, I just noticed this now as I'm looking at it and comparing the two, it says great fish. But in Matthew 12, it translates great, the belly of a sea monster. Isn't that, hmm. Anyways, I don't have time to kind of go and look through that. But just continuing on in our cross-reference journey. So he says, so Jonah is talking about how Jonah, actually, if you haven't read the story, like he is in the belly of the, this great fish in the belly of the sea monster for three days and three nights. And how he got there is because, well, oh my gosh, I don't want to spoil it for you. Go read the book of Jonah. 
um, if you've just heard like, yeah, a guy was in the belly of a whale for three days and three nights, you know what? Go read the story. It is phenomenal. Um, all in all, I love the connection to what I'm actually studying for our next desirable beauty event for women and teens. And we are looking at the theme of waking up. I suppose I shouldn't really go into that because that's not what this tool is about. Um, But women and teens, mark your calendar for October 2020 for the next Desirable Beauty event. And the theme is Wake Up from Revelation 3. Okay, go back. Sorry. Cross-reference. Jonah 117. He's in the belly, the stomach of the fish, three days and three nights. It also says then to... um, Oh, I have my different cross-reference. So then... From verse 17, there's more cross-reference verses, right? And from that one, I gleaned um, Matthew 16, I believe. And it just said, The evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and a sign will not be given it except the sign of Jonah. And he left them and went away. So I've noted that because it happens twice in the same gospel. The one, Matthew 12, notes the evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, an attesting miracle, right? Um, to prove that he is who he says he is. But uh, he's like, you're, you seek after a sign, but the only sign that you're going to get is um, the son of man and the, son, the sign of Jonah, right? Um, I just think that is so fascinating and Matthew sixteen twenty one says, From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. <laughs> um, more cross-referencing in John two eighteen. The Jews then said to him, What sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? And Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Are you seeing the theme, my friends? Are you seeing the beauty? Like we just started in Jonah 1, 1 and 2. And here we begin to take a journey through the scriptures, through cross-reference. And soon, before you know it, we are in the heart, the depth of the gospel, of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is hope. So Maybe just seeing one verse in Jonah makes you say, who is that guy? Who is this Jonah guy? And we traversed a little bit to Second Kings to find out he was a prophet that spoke on behalf of the Lord. And we learn that further when we read through Jonah. We find that, that God was sending him on a mission to proclaim um, like God's message to the Ninevites. But Jonah rebelled. So if you read the story, you find out that Jonah rebelled and he ran the other way. And he tried to get far away from the Lord. He, like, he didn't want to do what God was telling him to do. Uh, long story short, Jonah is tossed overboard per his request because he's very much aware that this great storm that rages is because of his disobedience. On the side, these... Um, these, uh, oh, what do I want to call them? The people manning the boat, all the people with him in the boat, who do not know the Lord, come to know the Lord because of Jonah's disobedience. See, God uses everything. God will use everything to make him known to those he is pursuing. And so those men, even though Jonah was disobedient, those men were able to uh, witness the power 
and the glory of God. And in turn, it says that they offer him, they offer sacrifices and they fear the Lord. And I think that is uh, so good. Um, a sacrifice of praise. No, thanks, Thanksgiving. Oh, I got to go read it again. So I know for sure what it is. But the cross reference journey takes you from here to there to here to there. And before you know it, you have this beautifully thread woven throughout and you are able to connect bigger pieces of scripture and um, just be like, wow, only this can't be done by man. This is a supernatural journey. This is a supernatural book. Like it, it is written by the Lord God himself, right? Penned by man, inspired by the Holy Spirit, which makes me just jump up and dance in, uh, once again, sharing with you that he is a God who wants to be made known. Um, but he is, uh, indescribable, right? And we can never fully know him, but we can spend a lifetime getting to know him. How cool, how amazing, how crazy amazing is what I usually say. So the journey on discovering, um, more about Jonah causes me to discover more about my God, causes me to see and understand better when Jesus says in the New Testament, you will receive no sign but the sign of Jonah. And just as Jonah was in the belly, so I will be in the belly of the heart of the earth. But Jonah was spit out of the whale onto dry land. Thus, Jesus (laughs) rose from the dead. Jonah went and proclaimed the Lord God's message. Jesus went and proclaimed, but then had many, many more um, sharing the beauty that God has come to man to restore man to himself, to dwell with man and that we might be with him forever. There's so much more. I don't know if you can hear me smiling on this end, but it's, it is good. It is, this word is so good. It is so good. I hope that you will continue in your journey. Um, remember, mark it with a pen. Mark, mark your notebook up. Make sure you leave a rabbit trail, a breadcrumb trail uh, in your journey, journeying through cross-reference. Um, because, you know, I started in John in Jonah 1.1, and here I find myself now writing a verse from Ezekiel 36. You really just, (laughs) you just need to take the journey of cross-reference, get in his word, dig on my friends, be encouraged. His word is alive and well, and he desires for us to know him. There is no greater joy while here on earth than knowing your God. All right, I'm praying for you. I pray that you continue to journey on. I'm excited. I'm encouraged. And I hope that you are too. To him be glory, right? All right, press in and press on. Be encouraged, my friends. Hi, I just want to thank you so much for listening today. I'm hoping and praying that you've grabbed your Bible, your pen, and your notebook and have already begun to dig into God's crazy, amazing word. If you would like more encouraging content, you can find Bible Diggers at BibleDiggers.org. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, again, at Bible Diggers. I look forward to sharing more Bible digging tools with you and his crazy, amazing word. Until then, be encouraged and press on. Mm -hmm.